little thought that the Lord laid upon my heart tonight about the ark. Hopefully you know what the ark is. Here in Genesis chapter number 6, let's start in about verse number 11. Y'all know this story. This is one of the first stories you learn in Sunday school, ain't it? Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Does that sound like today? And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. (laughs) For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, notice this, I will destroy them with the earth. Oh my. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of, The length of the ark shall be 300 cubics, the breadth of it 50 cubics, the height of it 30 cubics. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubic shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower second and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. That's a big statement, isn't it? But with thee will I establish, notice this, my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy Wives and thy sons' wives with thee, and of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. They shall be male and female. Of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth. After his kind, two of every sort shall come unto the ark to keep them alive. Take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Brother Richard Good, that's the blessing. Amen. You may be seated. Now we know that the ark was given inspiration by God to, for Noah to do. But also, if you'll notice, the ark is the first type of salvation that we see. We see that being saved has a lot of meaning to it here, doesn't it? God commanded him to build an ark. And build it out of gopher wood. Look in verse 14. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark. Shalt pitch it within and without. 
God provided here a way of escape. Now, I, I preach this message or this scripture, I should say, many different ways, but the thought I have tonight is a different thought than I'd ever had before. We talk about how long Noah it took to build the ark and what all was going on. And Now think about this. Safety for 120 years in the making. Now I don't know about you, but I'm sure that most of us when we were lost and undone would have been just like the rest of this crowd and said, what a nut this is. Because if you're lost and undone, you don't have spiritual discernment. So we know that the world was making fun of him, but here God was making provision. Now, what got me to thinking about this is, is the world is treating Jesus Christ right now and the Word of God. They make so light of the Word of God anymore and the people of God and the things of God. It's just, it's just a sham to them for us morons and deplorables to even think there is a God. Well, they were having the same trouble this day and time. They were building this ark, no doubt in my mind, and there was folks that was mocking at them. And, and listen... If God makes a way of an escape, why in the world wouldn't we take it? Amen. Well, Jesus is our way of escape. Why don't everybody get it? Amen. Then I have to look in the mirror and say, Hey, dummy, what took you 32 years to get it? Right? You knew about it all your life. You were taken to church as a baby. You were taken to church as a young person. You were taken to church even as a teenager. What took you so long to get it? Can I say this tonight? My own stubbornness. <laughs> My own rebelliousness. Amen. I can't blame nobody. I can't blame the way I was raised. I was raised in church. Amen. Now think about this. If you look there in verse number 17. He said, And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. Now, I want to say something. You know Noah had to be relaying this message when he was talking to people. God's fixing to bring a flood. It's going to rain. It's going to rain, folks. No wonder they thought he was crazy, right? And the whole time he was telling by the way of escape. To destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. Now, listen to me. You know you can only tread water so long. Amen. You can only tread water. How many ever got to the point you thought you wasn't going to make it? Amen. You treaded water, swam this about all you could handle. You'd been on your back doing the backstroke, floating and everything else. And I'm sure that a lot of folks said, rain, a flood, what are you talking about? what he's describing he's saying go down here to the river and jump in and see how long you can float God's fixing to float this whole mess hello I, I just like to hear some of the messages that he had to tell the folks back then 
but he's telling them about safety that he's building, showing them right in their face, and they still don't see it. They don't see that they need to escape from death because death ain't got them yet. Death ain't on their heels, you might say. They don't, they don't understand. Listen, I want to tell you something. I ain't never seen it rain fire and stone either, have you? Closest thing I could even come to that would be a volcano. And I've not been close enough to feel the heat of one of them, but I've seen it on television. Amen. Amen. I mean, when something can spew 40,000 feet in the air and put six feet of ashes upon the land, hey, that's some power, folks. Now, if he's going to destroy this world with fire and brimstone, come on. He done watered her down once. He's going to burn her down the next time. Hello. So what is our way of escape tonight? It's still Jesus Christ. His blood will save us. Hello. He is our ship. Thank God that he is. But we sometimes don't really understand that. Look in verse 18. He said, but with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. Now, I want you to notice something there that I'd never noticed. God was telling Noah right then, hey, you're the only one that's going to make it. There ain't nobody else getting on. There ain't nobody else getting on. I don't care what you do, what you say, ain't nobody else getting on. That helps me sometimes when I'm preaching to realize, hey, everybody got on there that wanted on there. And that also tells me this, sis, that God knew the heart of all the people. He didn't say, maybe somebody else will see and get on. He didn't say, hey, it's there, they'll see it, and they'll realize it when it starts to rain. No, no, he never said none of that. He said, you and your sons and your wives get on there, that's all that's going to make it. Can I tell you something tonight? The only ones that's going to make it is the ones that has the blood applied. Amen. Covered. That safety net. That's the only safety net we have is to have the blood applied. And God will see the blood and not our sins. I have always thought it amazing in this story that God told him to put the door in the side. Now, let me give you some reasons that he told him that. Where was Jesus pierced? What was that for? For us to enter in to the body of Christ. What gushed forth? Water and blood. Water we see here in this ark. Now, think of all the blood that was spilled. God said every that has breath is going to die. Beardy often wondered it rained 40 days and 40 nights, but the water was on the land for 150 days before the ark come back to rest. And I wondered sometimes why that was. Now think about it this way. Everything had to die. Everything had to rot. And the stench had to go. Now think about this. The Bible said if we're lost and undone and go to hell, there's a stench in God's nostrils on account of that. Can you imagine what it smelt like? 
I remember out here in the river when, when American Thread uh, polluted it and killed all them fish, the smell. The smell it was associated with. You ever been around where there's been a big fish kill? And you get not, I, I mean, it's just a slimy, nasty smell, ain't it? Think about what it smelt like. Oh, my. What's hell going to smell like? In torments, burning, and that smoke ending up 24 hours a day, day and night, and never no relief from it. Now, I tell you, my nose is pretty sensitive on some things. A skunk stays with me about a week. I don't know about you. If I smell one, it hangs in my nose for a week. I don't like the smell of a skunk. Now think about that. And that'd be perfume for hell. God said, listen, the only safety you've got is this ark. The only safety you're going to have is through Jesus Christ. And we don't realize it is coming, it is coming, it is coming. But I like what he said in the first line there in verse 18. But I established my covenant with thee you know he gave you and I a covenant that if we're in Christ Jesus we're safe amen the waters may rise hell may come but you and I'll be safe because of the covenant of his only begotten son thank God for his son amen isn't it funny tonight that the church world is gone away and following after other gods how do you know they're following after other gods? When you go to ordaining certain folks, gays and lesbians, amen, when you go to letting anything and everything go, you're serving other gods. You're not serving the God. Chapter 7 and verse number 5, and the Bible said, And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Unto God I wished I could get the folk to do all that God had commanded them. Obedience to God is a whole lot better than sacrifice. I wonder how deep the water had to get before they wished they'd got on the boat. Hello? I wonder how many days it had to rain before they really got worried. How many remember the creeks are roaring when you was a little kid? Them old tin roofs, it rained so hard you couldn't hear yourself think. Yeah. It wasn't up between you and that tin piece of cardboard where I lived. And I mean, it'd roar. Then that creek would begin to roar. And it might roar for two or three days after that big heavy rain. Now think about what they were hearing when the rain fell. Amen. And Noah did according to all that the Lord God commanded him. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, body, soul, and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Just narrow it down to them too for you and I and we'll be all right. Amen. Now think about it. Come on. And Noah was 600 year old when the flood of the waters was upon the earth. Hmm. We think our old people ain't got no sense. This 600 year old man had some sense. Hello. These old folks know a lot more than you think. I realize that's older I get. Amen. Oh, Lord, help me. And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him 
into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Now listen. Are you with me? Say amen. Of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean and of fowls and everything that creepeth upon the earth, there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. Say amen right there. Look in verse 22, if you will. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land died. Are you with me? Say amen. You know why they died? They weren't obedient. They weren't obedient. Maybe sometimes you think this preacher preaches the same thing over and over and over. Well, when are you going to finally get it? Hey, if God's having it repeated, it's repeated for a reason. You ain't getting it. And if you need it, God will send it back so you can get it. Hey, same message for 120 years. It's going to rain. It's going to rain, folks. Safety's going to be in this ark. You better get in while the getting in's good. And they're laughing and going on their merry way and never being obedient. Amen. Uh, chapter 7, verse 15. And they went in unto Noah, unto the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. You notice that. Keep saying that to yourself. The breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female, of flesh as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Common sense tells you not to put a door in the side of nothing that's going to try to float. But it also wants you to understand that's the way they got in. Hello? They's coming in. Now you think about two big elephants coming up through there. It's got to be a pretty good sized door to get them in. Hello? Uh, you think about... God designed it for a reason because when that door come up as a ramp and shut, the more water come up, the more pressure that sealed it up. Now think about that. Thank God can't build a boat that'll float. <laughs> yes, he can. How many have ever seen the, the thing on television where the scientists tried to prove that it would not float and could not withstand the storms? Anybody seen that one? Literally, they have a water tank, I forget how long it is, it's huge, where they test ships and ships' designs to see what kind of way, especially big tankers, because they don't want them tankers breaking up out in the storms. So they built this ark and put it in this tank to see what kind of waves that ark could withstand. Do you have any imagination how big a wave they said that ark could overcome with no power whatsoever? They said a 150-foot high wave would not sink it. A 150-foot high wave. They even show it. This thing has a wave maker. And they kept raising it and raising it. And that ark just come up 
and went down. Come up and went down. And they were astonished. The shipbuilders, the engineers was astonished that they couldn't sink that ark. 150 foot waves the biggest they could make, by the way. That's the biggest thing they could make. 50 to 75 foot waves will sink any ship known to man today. 50 to 75 foot wave is a pretty good wave. Hello? 75 feet high. This church is 100 feet long. 50 feet wide. Now think about that. So they come to the conclusion that design was unsinkable. Hello? <laughs> go back to school and get you another degree. I just go to the Bible and read it and say, yep, that'll work. Because God said it would. Amen. God said, hey, I'm going to put eight souls in there. I'm going to put everything that breathes in there. And it's got to be safe. Amen. I wouldn't want to ride a hundred foot wave, would you? I believe I'd get seasick. And if I got sick, anything else got sick, I'm going to get sick, right? Now think about that. I often wonder, <laughs> now this is Dennis Hanson, I ain't got no scripture to back it up. They might have been a hundred foot wave right next door, but I believe that ark was just a sailing right straight on through. I believe that with all my heart. How do you know that? Well, if Jesus can walk through the storm that's got everybody else scared to death, and he's walking on the water. Hello. I believe he can keep that ark just as smooth sailing as it can be. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, by the way, got no scripture for this either. But he could have had that whale pushing that boat. He could have. <laughs> hey, if he can get a whale to show up at the right time to swallow a man, keep him three days and spit him out where he ought to have been going to start with, don't tell me he can't push a boat. <laughs> get two or three big whales behind that thing of pushing. Hello, he covers some ground, can't he? Think about that. They go from North Pole to South Pole and all around the world. <laughs> Hey, I know I'm the only one that thinks of things like that, so don't, don't get distraught. Amen. Verse 17, the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth, and the waters prevailed, notice this, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heavens were covered. Are you with me? Say amen. Fifteen cubits upward did the water prevail, and the mountains were covered. Woo. Think about that. Where was the salvation? It was on that boat, wasn't it? And all flesh died that moved upon the earth both of the fowl and of the cattle and of the beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man. Boy, he made sure he put that in there, didn't he? And all whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was upon, notice this, was in the dry land died. Hello, stay with me. And every living substance, had you ever noticed that? 
every living substance, every tree, every blade of grass, every flower, everything died. It can't stay underwater 150 days. Flooding will kill it. Stay with me. <laughs> Which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and, uh, and the creeping things and the fowls of the heavens, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark, and the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. Are you with me? Say amen. Let me see if I can tie something together here that you'll understand. The same water that killed everything, not just those that was breathing, but the trees and stuff. Everything died so judgment came and death came to all but now think about this the same water that killed was also the same water that saved cause those that were above the water missed dying because they did what they believed God and got on the boat so I'm preaching tonight, if you don't believe God, you may be in danger. <laughs> Judgment's coming. Hello, church. And the Bible said it will begin at the house of God. Judgment begins at the house of God. What does that say? Everybody sitting on a pew. God's going to judge him first. Hello? You think everybody sitting on a pew this week, Mother's Day week, is going to make it to heaven? I'm afraid to say no. I'm afraid to say no. Not everybody that sits in church, not everybody that's got their name on the roll is going to go to heaven. This cause they belong to the church, this cause they sit in church, don't give them a free ticket to heaven. You got to get on board. I know a lot of folks in my lifetime that sat on a pew, but they never, ever got on board. So the same water that destroyed was also the salvation to eight souls. Say amen. That's where we get a new beginning. Are you with me? Say amen. In verse number 16, look with me there. And they that went in, went in male and female, of flesh, notice this, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Now listen to me. I don't know how God chose what two of each. I don't know what two or seven of the clean that God chose. I don't know how he chose them. But I do know he spoke to Noah and said, You and your wife and your sons and their wives... Get in this boat. <laughs> I wish my daughter-in-laws would have enough sense to listen to their father-in-law. I wish my children had enough sense to listen to their daddy. Hello. 
Hey, the water's going to rise one of these days, but it's going to be fire and brimstone. And nothing will escape it again. Isn't it sad that we as Christians know this? Think about everything that Noah did. He knew a flood was coming. He knew a flood was coming. I, I want to say this in closing the message tonight. I've often wondered if Noah ever got in a hurry. I don't believe he had to. I believe God knew exactly how long it would take him and his sons to build that thing. And he gave, now listen to me. He gave 120 years of preaching and nobody got saved. Isn't that sad? That in 120 years of preaching the same message, building the same ark, and no one believed it enough. Now I'll tell you something. I can see a whim, somebody go out here and start a great old big ark, but to stay at it 120 years, that became his life, didn't it? Because he knew his life depended on that ship getting built. Not only for him, but for his children. Not only for that, but for everything to be able to replenish the earth. We know the story how it ended. He sent out birds to see if they had a place to light their foot. And that's the reason the olive branch is so important to us now, isn't it? A, a ray of hope. A ray of hope. Now think about this. Even though that bird found an olive branch, they had to wait just a little bit longer. Isn't it sad today that when Jesus closes up shop this time, it'll be closed. It'll be closed. Now think about this. I forget how many years they tell, tell me that once the lava goes across the ground before anything will begin to grow back on that ground. It has to rain so much and the lava has to deteriorate and make soil a place for a seed to light. Have you ever noticed that when they show them lava fields it's old that there'll be a sprig here and a sprig there. That's where birds flew over and dropped a seed. I'm dropping you a seed tonight. Just dropping you a seed that I hope it'll germinate and grow. Not just in this crowd, but this crowd ought to be telling others. You think Noah was the only one done any preaching? I guarantee you that his son's friend said, Is your daddy crazy? Now listen, I can hear them boys say, no, daddy's been talking to God and God told him to build this thing and if you're going to survive, you better get ready and get on board. But when the door was shut, God shut the door, no man can open it. When God shuts this door in our final days, our final hours, no man's going to be able to open it. So the only hope we have tonight is to realize the storm is coming. 
The Bible said there was two houses built, one upon the sand, one upon the rock. Let me give you a thought, and I've done. Sand is nothing but a little portion of rock. Hello? Have you got enough sand to stand on that'll save you? Or maybe you need to just get over on the rock. Let's stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're not praying for yourself tonight, I want you to pray right where you're at for somebody you know it's on sinking sand. For somebody you know that's desperately on sinking sand. They got just enough church and just enough God to sink them. Because that storm, the Bible said, and when the storm came, it fell upon the house, it was on the rock, and it fell upon the house, it was on the sand. Which one stood? We don't need just a little bit of God, we need all of God. We don't need just a little bit of salvation. We need total salvation. The whole armor of God. And if you're right with God, and you know you're right with God, lift up somebody's name that you know tonight that you pray will get on board before it's ever too late. Father, I thank you for the words that you've given me tonight to speak to these precious people. That, Father, as your children have gathered here tonight, God, that you've given us this message to give to your people. Lord, salvation is of the Lord. Saving grace came in the form of an ark and an old preacher preaching it's going to rain. God, let me preach, God, that judgment day is coming. It's going to rain again. But this time it's going to be fire and brimstone. So, Father, help us to pray for our loved ones, our friends, our co-workers, those that we know, God, that's outside the safe arm and help them to get on board before it's ever eternally too late. God, please let us be allowed to speak to them one more time before judgment comes. And God, that you and you alone be glorified. And I thank you for my people, Lord, that's made their way here tonight. For Lord, we bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.